Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you're wondering who I am, who's this lady on the internet, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show, and I'm also the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So if you need help with things like getting your business registered with the state, EIN numbers, DUNCE numbers, contracts, operating agreements, basic brand protection strategies, hiring policies, all of those foundational parts of your business, that's what I help you with. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you with that, I'm so happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it. So that's why I'm here. If you would like to connect with me to get uh, your uh, to get your you know business foundation on solid ground, you're going to want to go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There you can book. Hello, 76 Grimke. There you're going to be able to book a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. You will also be able to download my free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. Okay. Um, as well, uh, you can book yourself a full one-hour uh, business formation strategy session. And also at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can peruse my array of digital products. Okay, so that is what I do. Now let's get on to the show. The way that the show works is that I pull stories from the news stories that I have found on blog sites, stories that you wonderful people send to me. Um, and I pull the ones that I feel like have lessons that we can learn as business owners and we talk about them. Okay, so uh, this is a discussion. Um, I want to hear from you. I want you to, you know, give me your feedback. Um, this works best if we're all in it together. Okay. So I know that we are 76 Grimke is me and you today. Okay. So you got to help me keep the energy up till the other people arrive. All right. It's all hanging on you. Okay. So, uh, the first story that hello to whoever came in on Facebook, please say hi so I can greet you properly. The first story that we are talking about tonight um, is an update. So long, long while ago, um, I told you, oh, some, it's, it's all right. Uh, long, long while ago, I told you guys, um, well, you know that in, in the fashion industry, companies are always suing each other. And a while ago, we covered a story about Nike suing Adidas over their fly knits sneakers. Um, Nike said that Adidas basically violated their design patents on the shoes and Adidas was saying that the shoes were generic and they were not patentable and the court um, shouldn't keep them from, um, hello Rudy's hang, hang, oh, Theopen? Rudy Shango Theopen? Hey, what an interesting name. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, Nike said Adidas stole their shoe design. Adidas said the shoe design was generic, so there's nothing to be stolen. But in an update, the court has sided with Nike that their fly knit um, Theophan, okay, Theophan, um, 
Hey, I tried. All right. It's not every day you see that name. Uh, but yes. So Nike said they stole our design. Adidas said it's generic. The court said you stole their design. So now Adidas has to go back to the drawing board. They're probably going to appeal and, um, and try and, uh, get out of this verdict against them because they want to sell these shoes. Adidas is one of Nike's biggest competitors. So of course they're going to want to keep up with them in the different styles that they're coming out with. So just like Puma is suing Nike over footwear, the, um, the, for technology and stuff for shoes, uh, you know, all of these companies are trying to, to stake out their, territory in different areas. So Puma is suing Nike because what they're saying is you're not the only one who does technology with shoes. Um, and Nike is suing Adidas and saying, you know, we invented this, but Adidas is saying, um, you know, this design, it's not that special and in fashion, in footwear, whatever it is, things that go on your body, high open arms cleaning there, people are always going to try and rip you off. Okay. So it is to your benefit if you are at all involved in the fashion industry that you create something that is copyrightable uh, or patentable like Nike so that you can, um, you know, prevent people from stealing your creativity. Now, what does that mean in the fashion world? If you are, you know, a, a fashion designer for clothing, that means creating unique patterns or create creating if you want a, um, that can be copyrighted. If you want, if you create a a particular way, a new way of making that particular product, that process can be patentable. So if you are involved in the fashion industry, you really need to be thinking about how can I differentiate myself, um, in the, in the marketplace and prevent people from stealing my creativity. So Nike has won this round. We'll see what happens next. Okay. Um, next, uh, Yes, patents, trademarks, and copyrights. That's right, Rudy Shang, go Theophan. Um, all right. So next story that we are talking about. Has anybody who was watching been to Louisiana? Anybody watching ever been to Louisiana? If you have been to Louisiana, please, particularly New Orleans, please give me an L-A in the comment. Actually, no, give me a, that lobster emoji for the crawfish. If you've been to Louisiana, give me the lobster emoji. We're going to call it a crawfish emoji for today. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why I'm asking you guys about, uh, Louisiana. Thank you, Rudy. Um, so in, um, in Louisiana, part, um, New Orleans specifically, uh, a, about two weeks ago, thank you for the crawfish emoji, about two weeks ago, Customs and Border Patrol seized more than 2,000 masks with fake designer logos, okay? Yes, New Orleans. Um, so, you know, New Orleans, they are a big port where, thing comes, there, where things come in. There's actually on Netflix, there are two versions of this show called Customs and Border Patrol. I would really encourage you guys to check that show out, Customs and Border Patrol, because it's really interesting. You find out interesting intellectual property laws in there, okay? But anyway, getting back to our story. So the the Customs and Border people at um, in, in New Orleans, you know, they had packages coming in, and of course they scanned them, and they found packages that had more than 2,000 masks with fake designer logos, from Burberry to Supreme to Gucci 
to Chanel. And one of the Border Patrol agents said, you know, we have to stay safe, but we cannot violate intellectual property rights, right? So I wanted to talk to you guys about this story because I want to stress how powerful intellectual property is. Trademarks, copyrights, and patents, they are above, they they supersede a lot of things uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, being out here in the world, they, um, we take, in general, we take our ideas, we take protecting our ideas very seriously. So even in this situation where we are in a global pandemic and people, you know, we need masks, you have more than 2000 masks that could be put to good use, but because of the strength of intellectual property law, Guess what's going to happen to these masks? What do you think is going to happen to the masks? What do you think is going to happen to the masks? 76 Grimke, you come on, you're the quarterback here. I'm waiting for you. Um, Rudy Shango, okay, Rudy came in with the save. He's good. They're going to burn them. Yes, dispose of them. They're going to have to dispose of all of, yes, trash it. They, Whenever Customs and Border Patrol finds these um, knockoff items, they have to destroy them. Think about what that does to the environment. Think about what that does, you know, to our growing landfills and things like that, right? So while, yes, violating intellectual property law, it's wrong, but you're also contributing to the destruction of nature because when they find these counterfeit items, all they can do is throw them away. Um, but uh, it's also a testament to the strength of intellectual property law. It is so strong that even though we are in a state where people need these masks and they could be put to good use because of the strength of trademarks and copyrights, these masks are going to be destroyed. So this is why, um, yeah, so this is why you need to um, be very careful with people's marks out there. You don't want to infringe on anyone's marks, but you also need to protect your own marks out here in the world because you don't want people out here stealing your work. Because look at the power of intellectual property. You can get their stuff shut down. There have been so many cases that we have covered where companies have been found guilty of trademark infringement and they have to turn over all of the products, not for resale, but for destruction. All right. So long story short, don't violate people's trademarks. So um, I think tonight's show is going to be very short because we were short on stories today. Um, but that's okay. We can do Q&A. Because we are actually getting to our last story right now. Oh, I'll talk about the conference. Um, so do we have any Nipsey Hustle fans here? Any Nipsey Hustle fans? If you're a Nipsey Hustle fan, give me that checkered flag emoji. Or, or even if you're not a fan, if you know who Nipsey Hustle is, give me the checkered flag emoji. Okay? Now, um, while you guys do that, uh, for those of you who don't know, Nipsey Hustle, he is a hip-hop artist who was unfortunately uh, murdered uh, a year or so ago um, outside of his store in L.A. He was a um, he was a reformed gang member who was doing a lot to, you know, help his community and build it up. Thank you, Rudy. 
Um, and unfortunately he was, he was taken from us too soon, right? Okay. So we've got, we've got Nipsey fans, right? So we all know that, um, okay. So you guys are Nipsey fans. What was Nipsey's, uh, what was Nipsey's phrase? What was, what's the phrase that everybody associates with Nipsey? Okay. I want y'all to type it in. What is the phrase that people associate with Nipsey? Uh, 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 uh. Hey, Bob Muhammad Hip Hop Show. Bob Muhammad Hip Hop Show. Are you uh, a fan of Nipsey Hustle? Yes, Rudy Shango. The marathon continues. That is Nipsey Hustle's, you know, trademark phrase. Um, now, when Nipsey died, uh, yes, marathon. So when Nipsey died, um, the, the Crips, the Crips, which have since changed from, you know, a, a gang to an actual organization, they filed their paperwork. They are actually known as Crips LLC now, and they are dedicated to, you know, ending street violence and ending, you know, gang violence and things like that. So the Crips, you know, they have totally rebranded. Anyway, at the time of Nipsey's death, the Crips filed a trademark for the Marathon Continues. Um, now they did this, but, um, and, and right after Nipsey's family tried to file and they found out that the Crips had filed the application first. Now, the Crips said, you know, we're not going to oppose the family with these trademarks, so we're going to fall back, you know, we're, we're going to withdraw our application. But the Crips have not done so. Now, they have not gone forward with the applications that they have filed for the Marathon Continues, but they also have not withdrawn the applications. Now, one of them has already been declared abandoned, right? But there is another one that is still live. So the family has to wait for these applications to be abandoned before they can go forward with their application. So I want to, to bring this story out to let you guys know that in the case of, let's say you file a trademark application and for some reason you no longer want to go forward with that application, you need to formally withdraw it because otherwise it looks like it's an open case and it's still they're still going to process it like it's a live application. You don't just want to leave your, you know, your application floating in the air out there. You want to file a formal withdrawal because look what's happening here. The Crips are holding up Nipsey's family for, for whatever plans they have for those trademarks because the family has to wait for these applications for the marathon continues to basically run out of time. Okay. But, um, I wanted to ask you guys, since we have Nipsey fans in here, what do you think? Do you think that the Crips just didn't know that they needed to withdraw the paperwork? Or do you think that they, that they just kind of got lazy and they're just like, whatever. Why do you think the Crips didn't withdraw the paperwork for their application for the marathon continues? <clears throat> Let me know what you think. Because I, 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 for myself, I can't understand why they would do that, if, especially if they said they weren't going to hold the family up. The only kind of logical explanation I can think is that they maybe didn't know that they had to withdraw the application. Bob Muhammad Hip Hop Show said bad legal advice, right? It could be bad legal advice. They might have found a lawyer who just said that, you know, you can leave the application and it'll run out of time. But yeah, um... 76 Grimcase said, I think they got lazy. I'm sure they had a lawyer. That could be it too. But then that's, um, that's laziness on the lawyer's part because you're supposed to advise your clients about what next steps are. And if they paid someone to do it for them, that lawyer should have withdrawn the application. 
So, um, I'm kind of leaning on, I'm kind of leaning towards the bad legal advice or bad legal strategy because while, you know, I don't doubt that the people who are running the Crips organization are very intelligent, I don't know how many of them are intellectual property lawyers, so they probably hired out to someone to file these applications and that person dropped the ball by not withdrawing the application, okay? Um, so Nipsey's family has to wait for these, for these, uh, applications to run out before they can file their applications for the marathon continues. And that's just kind of an inconvenience that they shouldn't have to deal with, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, but good luck to Nipsey and his family. Um, but yeah, we only had, we, we had very short stories today, but, um, I did want to turn this into a Q and a session. So if you guys have any questions that you have about business formation or about any of the topics that we talk about on here, you know, trademarks, copyrights, contracts, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, registering your business with the state, all of those things, now is the time to ask, okay? Um, I'm here, I'm usually on till 8.35, so as long as you guys have questions, I'll be here. Uh, while you do that, I want to, um, for those who are going to watch the replay, I want to thank everybody who came to the virtual women's summit. I saw some of my, you know, loyal followers, the ladies, they were in there and I was so happy to see them. It was a really empowering time. Um, the, the organizers were so great, gracious and wonderful. And the participants, their questions were just so insightful and, um, and it was just great energy. So to everybody who participated at the Power of Three Women's Summit, I want to thank you for, you know, letting your girl know you care. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so uh, also, ladies and gentlemen, if you are, uh, if you are ready to set up your appointment with me, your one-on-one -on -one strategy session. Oh, oh, Rudy Shango. So uh, is this? Rudy Shango, is, is this your first time in the show? I feel like I've seen your name before. Um, yeah. So this is your time to ask me your business formation questions. If you're, you know, in the beginning stages of your business and you kind of need some help figuring out which path you should take or what are your next steps, this is your time. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, Rudy, the, um, the point of this show is to teach people who want to be entrepreneurs the concepts that they need to know to be successful entrepreneurs in this street. So that is what I do. Um, I'm a licensed attorney, and I help, you know, new entrepreneurs do their paperwork. So if you need help with things like registering your business with the state, getting contracts, basic brand protection strategies, um, getting your EIN number, getting your DUNS number, hiring employees properly operating agreements, how to set up your business bank account. Those are the things that I help you with. I help you set up those building blocks for your business so you have a strong foundation. So as you grow as a business, you you know, you have something strong to lean on. Um, there are a lot of benefits and, and um, that you get for being a fully registered business that you don't get from running a business from your social media account and a cash app. Having a registered business, you know, allows you to open up doors that you're not going to be able to open up as, you know, um, just a single solitary person. So that is why I do this because I truly believe that entrepreneurship is a way to change your life circumstances. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you know what you're doing. So that is why I teach these concepts. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give you guys some time to drop in some questions. Um, remember, you can ask me about registering your business with the state. 
contract issues, non-disclosure agreements, operating agreements, partnership agreements, client contracts, um, non uh, I already said non-disclosure agreements, basic brand protection strategies. So we're talking trademarks, copyrights, patents, um, uh, how to choose your business entity. These, this is your time, guys. Because remember, I charge two forty-seven an hour. You can get this for the free ninety-nine now. <laughs> All right. Um, if you don't have any questions, that's okay. Um, I didn't realize that these stories were going to be so short tonight, but I was not not going to have a show because. I've made it, you know, I've made a commitment to show up here. I might skip some days, but I try not to miss Mondays. Um, so that is why I'm here, but I'm definitely going to be here tomorrow at eight with more stories and I'll be here to answer your questions. So if you guys don't have any questions, we're going to close out early tonight and I'm going to go get some snacks. <laughs> okay. Have a good night guys. Bye. Uh, no. I'm picky about I usually end up rewatching Oh my god, I'm so nervous.